0: Hello, sales heroes, it's Alex. A few years ago, I was helping someone make the decision to move into a senior living community. She started in denial and progressed through each state of readiness, and ultimately, she settled into a community that she absolutely loves. It was a wonderful start to her next chapter. But for me, this particular situation was a little different from the many other times I've worked with prospects to make this decision. It was different because the person making the decision was my mom. I found myself making the journey with her in a way that was deeply personal. I was experiencing the process not just as a guide, but as a daughter. So for this episode of the Ask Alex podcast, I sat down with my mom, Vita, and we talked about how she made the decision to move, what challenges she faced, and what helped her as she embarked on this big life change. I always love talking with my mom. She's adventurous, kind, insightful, and full of moxie. She is my hero. I am excited for you to hear her story. Hi, mom. Hola. (laughs) How are you? Estoy bien. bien. No, you're going to say in English. We we need to do English. Oh, this is English. I'm fine. Yes. So this is my mom, and I'm just having a conversation today. We are having a conversation, um, mom. Um, well, why don't you introduce yourself, please? Okay, my name is Vita. My last name
1: is von der Lanken. I'm Alex's mother.
0: Uh, I think that's all I can say about myself that's, for that's the time in, being. Yeah, yeah, that's the most important stuff—that you're my mother. I guess that's the most important. (laughs) Um, So I was interested in, I'm always interested in talking to you because you're very smart. You've been uh, a professor, um, an adventurer. You have, you've grown up in Argentina. You were born in Santa Rosa, La Pampa. And then when you were a teenager, in essence, or a young woman, you ventured on a boat um, to the United States. When, you know, back then women didn't do those things. Yeah, excuse me. Thank you for all you said. But
1: yeah, that was my first encounter with the United States. I fell in love with this country, you know. But then I didn't stay in the United States, went back to my country, then visited other countries to realize that I was really in love with the world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And with life.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, my name, Vita, V-I-T-A, means
0: life in Italian. My dad was Italian. Mm. Mm. So you had a very uh, adventurous life. You lived in different countries. You came back to Argentina, met my father, correct? Well, among other things. Yeah, I met your father. I married your Dad, and we both went to live on a ranch in La Pampa, Argentina. And then, other than living on the ranch, what did you do? Oh, well, many things, Alex. Um, I
1: had two passions. I still have them. But these two passions were always travel, not just for being a tourist, travel travel to see different people in different countries, how they live, what their values were, to know more about. I, can, I could always go to a book and find out about whatever, people, but I just wanted to have this dream of knowing all those places personally, and I
0: did. What, what I really would like to, to talk about if you, if you want to, is what was it like to make the decision to come to a retirement community? And so, in other words, now you're on the other side of, of the Rubicon, of the bridge. You've, you made your decision, you're here. Are you happy here? I'm extremely happy,
1: but you have no idea how difficult it was to get to this point. It's, it was not a decision that you think about, oh, I, would, I think I should do this. And the next morning you get up, you wake up with a solution. Oh, yes, I'm going to. No, it's much, much more difficult. It took me
0: three or four years to come to the decision of moving here. So yeah. you are, you know, the sort of the prototypical, not that everybody's different, but, you know, you were somebody that didn't need to move. You didn't have any kind of crisis, health or otherwise, that prompted you to have to move or leave Uh, your home. uh, uh, Yes, Alex, but in in my
1: case, I think,
0: yeah, I had the need to move, not to
1: every time and place precisely, but I needed to move from Argentina to the States for the simple reason that in Argentina I was living by myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I, I have you and your brother Gustavo, you were both, here living in the United States. And I, uh, I just needed to be closer to my children, my grandchildren. Um, and so remember we once had a conversation, you and your brother and myself, thinking about this possibility. And then you and your brother telling me, mom, I don't think you can continue living by yourself so far away, you know, for a number of reasons. And then I was getting older older enough for you to worry about my safety, Mm -hmm. for example. But uh,
0: I remember, and I appreciate that, but I remember before that, before we had that conversation, before you, I didn't know what was going on inside of you in terms of this struggle Mm -hmm. of I need to be close to my children or I need to leave this home that you love. I mean, you, you yeah, love your I house. I still do. Yes, yes. I'm still there. <laughs> so I think what would be helpful is to see if you can remember some of the thoughts around leaving your home first. The first... Um, yes, yeah, yeah. I will try to explain to you, it's
1: difficult, but then moving into a retirement home because, oh, by the way, I should mention before this the fact that for 10 years I was traveling back and forth from Argentina to the States here to see you and my grandchildren. I used to stay, remember, for a couple of months here, not living in, a, in a, where I'm living now, just staying with you, sharing my time between you and uh, your house and my son's house, your brother's house. So what I was I, I felt safe because I was going from my home to your home or to my son's home. So I could share three homes that meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. But the idea of a retirement community couldn't even
0: uh, come in consideration for a,
1: for why no? a decision.
0: So why, why not what are some of the things that were new back then? not knowing what you know that now when you were thinking retirement community yeah, what, well, what are some of the things uh, that you thought about uh, yeah that is the uh, most important point
1: because for me at least for me at that time a retirement home n- meant the end of my the end of my free life the end of uh, Oh, I have something to look forward to in the future. There was no, ne- there wouldn't, I thought, there wouldn't be anything else in my future, but just staying there like a beautiful or less beautiful golden cage in which I would be able to see life from the bars. I mean, maybe it's too strong to say from the bars, but that's the way I felt. Mm-hmm. I would be like a prisoner mm-hmm. that but at the same time, a prisoner that is aging and has for sure nothing else to look forward to in the future. That would be, in other words, the end of my beautiful, active, free life. I was so afraid that that would happen. Oh, I couldn't even consider the idea. And I remember you suggesting and your brother suggesting Mom, why don't you try? Go and try while you are here. I don't, I didn't even
0: want to consider that. No, you didn't even want to step into one. You thought maybe you were going to, no, exactly. I didn't
1: even want to uh, consider, give it a thought, because giving it a thought deep inside, you know, deep giving it a thought could mean developing an idea towards liking the idea. I don't know. If Making it happen. Yes, yeah, like maybe it this. would happen. Yes.
0: And then... I, did, I didn't. I, I rejected it completely. So that's what we would call you were in denial. Maybe Of I was. the idea. Yeah, yeah.
1: This. I was in denial of the idea. Absolutely. Like, if I think about this, that would happen. An accident, a disease, whatever. If I think about it, I could very, it could very well happen. So
0: I'd rather, as you say, denial is a perfect word. And it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It keeps us, it keeps us from not having to face certain things that are difficult to face. Exactly, exactly. So this is really fascinating because, so you didn't even, why do you think, so I understand that. And I remember one time you said that's the anti, you got mad at me when I suggested it. I remember mm-hmm. one conversation, you were furious at me. Maybe. So I got scared. No, it's like, I got I,
1: maybe that could have yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. but I
0: think that's, that's kind of a common thing when the daughter tells you something and you were furious at me for even, and you said that's the anti-chamber of death. And well, how yeah. dare you suggest, number yeah. one. Yeah, but this is what, yeah. So, number one, I, as a daughter, felt um, that, you know, I certainly got scared. I didn't want to tell you what to do. Um, You know, what I wanted had nothing to do with what you wanted. But But maybe it did.
1: Maybe maybe we wanted the same thing. Only we saw that from the different
0: perspectives. Do you remember when you know, we started talking about the stairs at your house and Mm -hmm. you were concerned about certain, even just basic being alone for during the weekend Mm -hmm. because nobody would come over and just having the stairs, et cetera, et cetera. And I kept, you know, we would talk and I kept saying, well, you have to do something about this or about that. And you sent me that, ballerina the lady in the wheelchair with the ballerina Mm -hmm. reflection you sent an email to my brother and I and you said stop treating me like an old lady do you remember that yeah oh yes I remember it I still believe in that right so in some ways even though we were well-intentioned we were treating you like the lady in the wheelchair like the the old lady you have to do this because you're old now is that how you felt it is that how you felt a little bit, yeah. But I think that's normal. I think
1: it's uh, what uh, happens to everybody that is aging. I mean, aging in, in, it shouldn't be a bad word. It's a normal, natural word that we all we all have to face. If we're lucky. If we're lucky, <laughs> yes. Um, but To me, I don't know how to explain it to you. Maybe this is what happens to everybody and no exception. Um, It's not only the idea that when you look at yourself in the mirror, you realize, oh, I'm aging, it's inside. It's a lack of freedom, it's leaving your house, it's leaving your atmosphere, the atmosphere that you have created for years where you feel safe, you feel identified with your furniture, with your, with everything. That the only idea that you have to leave all that and go into another environment that is not at the beginning, of course,
0: will not be familiar to you, really scares you. But on top of that, that environment is going to be full of old people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that I have to, I have to realize that's what it is. I was, I
1: rejected the idea. I wasn't happy with the idea of having to look at people every day at every time. Older people, of course, not older than me. Maybe I would, maybe in some cases I was older than them. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, I wouldn't, it's like looking at the, Look at myself at the mirror, big mirror, every time I meet a person. And I didn't like what I saw. Mm-hmm. I bought it like the woman in the wheelchair that looks at the mirror and sees a beautiful young dancer. So anyway, yeah. So the, when you
0: looked at when you when you looked at the mirror metaphorically, what you wanted to see. What was... I wanted to see. No, I
1: wanted to see um, happy. Content,
0: relaxed, dynamic version of myself. How did that idea of these places being cages or where people go to die or the antechamber of death? Mm-hmm. How did that originate in your in your mind? In your I wouldn't psyche? know,
1: Alex. I wouldn't know how that originated
0: in my mind. But what uh, was what were those places like in the past when you were young younger? younger? Well, you know, I come from a, you know,
1: we, but me, a special case. I come from a small town in La Pampa, Argentina. Most of the inhabitants come from Italy or Spain or are descendants of Italians or Spanish with very, very traditional ways of doing things. In other words, they're... The idea of a retirement home in those days was unthinkable. People, in I think, in the whole Argentina, the whole I country, think pretty much the whole world the back whole, then. Yeah. Well, maybe yes. I mean, parents stayed with their children for the rest of their lives. And the ones that didn't and had to go to a, yeah. to a old folks' home. Oh, yeah. But there were terrible places. Well, the, there were, you know, those. I don't know, very hard to describe, but far from what we see now, far from my
0: apartment and this wonderful place I live Sure, Sure, but still in your, what I call your emotional molecular structure in your brain because of the memories of what it was like in your life and what those places meant where old people had to go. Yeah,
1: maybe you have a point there. Maybe that image... Of uh, the one place that I knew uh, had something to do with what I would face if I moved into. So yeah, in a way, I, maybe I was comparing both.
0: But yes, maybe that okay, had a no, bit like, of influence. I mean, certainly cognitively, you knew that yeah, there yes. were better places and they were really nice. But yeah. uh, you know, in studying a lot of how our brain works. And how I we know. develop memories. Yeah, you're right. you're not right. that I'm an expert in anyway. Um, no any no, way but you this. have
1: a very good point at
0: uh, I think we that, form we form an emotional response uh, Yes. Uh, early on that well, stays. Maybe, you're right. maybe well, what I, I felt know.
1: was emotional rejection, among other rejections, but emotional rejection and fear, fear, fear of change, fear of knowing will. Knowing that your past is, you can, I don't know how to explain this, but there is no way you can go back to the past. There is no way I could go back to my trips, my educational trips. There is no way that I could go back to all the activities I had before. That's number one. Number two, the idea of leaving my home. Say, okay, goodbye to my home, to my house. All right, that's very important emotionally. And uh, I don't
0: know what other fears. I will have to think more about it. Is it almost like you were stuck, that you couldn't go back, but you didn't want to go forward, but because what was forward was scary? And And what was behind was past. Couldn't go back. Yeah. You but couldn't also couldn't go it. forward, right? Because what so. it going forward meant, and remember, there was some negotiation of maybe if I buy another house exactly. closer to you, and you were sort of uh, we were playing with that idea. Remember? You were playing with a lot of yes, ideas, yeah. all all in avoidance of actually,
1: yeah, the idea that if you move forward and you say, okay, I'm going to go live in a retirement community. You're putting the final limits to your free young life. Mm -hmm. The, 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 The final limits, there is no way back from that. But what I didn't know, and I know now, is that those final limits don't matter so much. There are no final limits, so there could be final limits for a young person. No, those final limits are just in our minds. And uh, now if I come to think of it, I feel as free as uh, unlimited as I have never been before Hmm. because I know what it's all about, what was about before. What is now about now? The future, nobody knows what is about. So, uh,
0: yeah, no, I'm sorry, yeah, I, I see that now. But what's what's really interesting is what you said about, you know, I felt like that was the end, mm-hmm. that, and it was the end. It was the, the end. end of a chapter, and so yes. Yes. the struggle. I think from my experience from being around and and talking to people in your situation, uh, doing this work that our listeners do every day, by the way, uh, this idea that you know, people that you meet that are not ready to make that decision. Exactly.
1: I was going to mention that. I'm not ready now. I used to say that to all you the, all, the time. all the time. Oh, please, please don't try to push me. Don't try to force me. You never did. But I felt you were doing that. Mm-hmm. But you never were doing that. You were just talking with me. Um, But the idea of I'm not ready, at, but it's a true idea. We feel. I say we to all people. I, my I age, think you're correct. My circumstance. Uh, going back to my personal case,
0: I really, truly felt I wasn't ready. And tell me more. I, tell me more about that. Just, just no, dig I, into that a little yeah, more. Yeah, not to be ready means I'm not able to accept it
1: yet. It's a matter of acceptance. Wow. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready not to move. I wasn't ready not to accept the fact that I would move or that I could move, I have to move. That
0: acceptance truly was one of the hardest things in my life. Wow, wow. But- and I just wanna stay there because this is, this is really important. We talk about that stage of you can't, you have to let go. You have to just sort of release the past, right? Uh, the acceptance if I could put a different spin on it acceptance is acceptance of my reality and knowing that I can't go back to how it was yes and then I sort of is this sort of jumping off a cliff that I let Mm -hmm. go of the past I say that cannot be anymore and doing that letting go of the safety of the how things used to be of your identity as someone that Lived alone and traveled and worked and was vibrant, accepting that that particular chapter was over. Yeah, accept the
1: limitations, the changes. First of
0: all, accept the change, because in yourself, in yourself, and that has to do with aging, a little bit with aging, with uh,
1: differences everything would, will be different in a way. Differences, aging, uh, leaving things behind, not knowing what, how it will work, a number of things, to accept a combo of things. But once you accept it little by little, But it, I, I mean, once you accept the fact that you really have to and will Move to a retirement home, there comes a period of doubting. Have I done? Am I doing the right thing? <laughs> and again, you know, instead of uh, getting rid of this uh, uh,
0: uncertainty, you're even more un- un- uncertain. You're uncertain like, about something different. It's- yeah. Some people call that ambivalence. On the one hand, this is wonderful, but on the other hand, there's a lot of fear.
1: And then still there is another step. Once you have accepted it, once you have moved into uh, one of these, uh, what do you call them? Uh, Retirement, senior living. Retirement, yeah, retirement places. There comes the period of adaptation. That is, oh, I don't want to leave what is past. It's Mm -hmm. mine and you hold your past as if it were your safety table to, to life. But then you start liking what you see, where you are. You feel comfortable. You feel safe, maybe safer than you were before. And then little by little, there is this period of transition that it is so
0: important. And that I, I'm so happy to have had to go through it. Well, I think it's, it's extremely courageous for any human being to go through that process of accepting change, accepting that and letting go and being brave enough to embrace a future that's uncertain, that not only that, but it's riddled with preconceived notions of, you know. Yeah, you, uh, you, you say everybody. the word,
1: preconceived notions. Uh, get rid of your, not of all, it would be impossible. We all have preconceived notions for the rest of our lives. Uh, Even though our preconceived notions are less and less numerous as time goes by. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. And then everybody becomes, at least everybody my age, living in a place like this, doing things that are very uh, pleasant, very rewarding, having a social life, uh, being taken care of, but at the same time, having your independence. Mm.
0: Um, And and I definitely want to talk about all that, but I think our audience is dealing every day with people that don't know that yet, with people that are at at different stages in their readiness. Uh, And most, I would say 90% or maybe 70% of the people especially in independent living, when you're selling independent living, mm-hmm. um, Prospects, prospective residents, people, are in general stuck with this idea of not accepting, not letting go yet, of whether I should move at all. Then they move into a phase in which they say, well, I think I need to, when the denial starts to go away because you can't avoid mm-hmm. the reality mm-hmm. anymore. And then comes a period in which you are, yeah, I, I'm gonna need to do something. I'm gonna need to move, but not yet because of but those not fears. Because,
1: yeah. Because... So there's a
0: different kind of I'm not ready. Is I'm not ready to let to say goodbye to my past and let go of this life. Then yes, I am ready to say goodbye to my past eventually but not yet, because it's really scary on the other side. Because it's scary. Maybe you're not, when you say I'm not ready yet,
1: what, uh, what, what is it you're not ready for? Well, maybe jumping into waters in which I have never swam before.
0: You're so like- what people, what they say to us is they say, well, it's too expensive. I don't know what to do with all my stuff. I need to wait until next Christmas. I'm going to wait until this and this and that. Those are all excuses, and you know it. No, I so, don't know it. Do you think they are? Oh, I think they, they are
1: excuses. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, this is resistance to our comfort. Because we we think about our comfort zone area. There was our house, our things, our, the way we used to do things. And we have to really leave all that and find ourselves another comfort zone that we don't know whether we will be able to reach or not. Mm-hmm. And so that uh, that is what really makes people
0: doubt so much about moving. Yeah, and so number one, for everybody that's listening, really take those objections, uh, financial, It's I mean, of course the person has to be able to afford it and use it, but many times those objections are expressions of fear are expressions of back off all the time
1: that's fear fear in its best expression you know fear can manifest itself uh in so many ways this is one way of feeling fear which involves change leaving behind what you your comfort zone. That mm-hmm. is what it is. So, not knowing exactly what's going to happen
0: mm-hmm. once you move. So, how did you become ready? What, what, what was it that went on inside your psychology, inside your psyche? What conversations did you have in your own head or with other people that helped you come to, to saying, you know, I'm going to let go of the past and try something new. I couldn't really uh, describe the process,
1: but the process was like, to me was like going up
0: the stairs or down the stairs. Do you remember some of the conversations we had that maybe or may not have helped you? All of the conversations we had together helped me enormously
1: even though my reaction was not instant or my decisions were not instant they were there working behind my mind Mm. making my uh, final thought be constructed it's a kind of construction that you have in your mind little pieces of fear and that and that and that until you let it go you let it rest
0: and one day voila you have the answer so it takes a lot of patience i mean most of oh. people that are selling this uh, this uh, senior uh, living yeah. they have a lot of pressure to fill the apartments oh we have an empty apartment i mean you did sales as well Yes. You understand oh that. absolutely yeah. and i need to get somebody to move in into this apartment but yet Each person has to go through their own change process. Oh, absolutely. Otherwise, it's not worth it. Otherwise, Otherwise, it won't work. Do you think that anybody during that process could have told you anything that would have made that process shorter or easier for you? You played a very important role in my decision. I remember two things. I remember me being frustrated that I wasn't able to... In spite mm. of me supposedly being so good at sales. You know, when it came to you, you're my mom. And I had this emotional re- reaction yes. to your anger at me by whenever oh, I, suggested. And I
1: I could see how frustrated you felt on your face. I know you <laughs> enough <laughs> to understand your 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 face gestures, and even though you try to conceal any frustration, whatever, but that was normal Mm -hmm. my resistance and your frustration
0: for my resistance were quite normal yes yes it is what everybody many people not everybody I don't know about everybody but we go through so I remember a conversation in which I realized what I was doing wrong which is I was treating you like you didn't have the ability to make your own decisions Did I ever say? No, you never did. But that's how I was Ah. talking to you. Oh, no, no. As though I was taking away your agency, your decision, your control. And I remember saying to you, it doesn't matter. Whatever you decide, it's your decision. I know. Do you remember
1: that? Oh, yeah. I remember everything. You were so patient with me and so uh, empathetic that maybe... I, I I always knew I never felt I have, I was being forced, but in this case, you were the you were my advisor. You were the person that between inverted commas was selling mm-hmm. my uh, moving into this place. Uh, you were not. You wanted the best for me, and uh, the fact that I knew that all you were doing all you were saying, number one, it was true. Number two, you were saying it and suggesting it to me for my own convenience,
0: good. Mm -hmm. Not because you were going to sell something to me. I, I remember me telling you, it's very much your decision, mom. And I also remember you telling you, help me. I asked you for help. One time we were on the phone, you were in Argentina and it occurred to me that I would say, I am worried um, about you, Um, but it's me, it's not you. You know, that's my worry to have, not your worry. I am worried, you know, and I asked you for help. What should I do with this worry, mom? I don't remember what I said. Oh, you just opened up completely. It's almost like all of a sudden you became my mom again and I stopped playing this role that I was very uncomfortable with of telling (laughs) my own mother what to do. Yeah, I didn't want that role, but at the same time, so I figured what is the best thing between me and my mom? What's the best thing about a truly caring relationship between two people, whether you're the leasing counselor and your prospect, but in whatever relationship, the best thing, is that connection you have through that role, that bond that you've built, and you're you're my mother, and you've been my mother since I was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, and I was trying to I wasn't I wasn't respecting that, I wasn't giving you the power to tell me what to do. I was the little girl, and I came to you with a problem that wasn't your problem, and that worked. Well I think I think it made you aware that you had the power exactly it perhaps it I'm not gonna put words in your mouth Do you remember anything about that about you feeling starting to feel empowered about your decision and how did that? And I liked it. Tell me about that I liked it. I liked it because
1: you were showing me that I was still your mom I was still I could still be taking care of you doing something that made you happy, mm-hmm. but made you happy thinking of my own good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, it's not so easy. It, it, it comes and goes from mother to daughter. Um, anyway.
0: You did it. I did it. We had some conversations. You were angry for a while whenever we suggested it, and then I backed off and I tried to just talk to you like like who you are, like my mom, and Uh, uh, and I really let go. I let go of whatever, you know, if the situation with the stairs, it scares me, but maybe it doesn't scare her enough. Oh, well then, and then the
1: final part of it, which is uh, a happy ending (laughs) so far, when I talk about ending, I don't mean about ending forever. Let's call it a conclusion. The conclusion. conclusion Exactly, exactly. Um, A happy conclusion that uh, one day you said, how about, no, I asked you why to come and uh, take me back to the States, to this community place so I can... And so you said, well, very good. It was almost Christmas. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't, I I don't remember packing everything. Or uh, No, I couldn't. How could I pack everything, a whole house with everything in it? You came over, I packed uh, a couple of rather small suitcases
0: and said, well, let's go. So again, that was so courageous, mom, on your part. And there was this there was this uh, letting go that you did. You sort of stopped fighting. It's like when you're trying to rescue someone that's that's drowning and they fight you and then all of a sudden they trust you and they relax and they know they're not.
1: I, I, I think, Alice, that the fact that I was keeping my house there just as it is, just as it was. And you told me, well, Mother, you could try for half a year and mm-hmm. see how it goes oh my goodness that sounded like heaven to me I said yeah, yeah let's do that you know I... for
0: many people that are um ambivalent still and and of course I think this notion of I'll be put away forever and uh, I won't be uh, able forever to, that yeah forever that forever is, thing it's very annoying I, I found it's uh you know in in again in talking to many people in that in that having to face that decisions that sometimes, especially for independent living, this idea of trying things out can work for some people to say, to eliminate the fear of like, this is a final thing and I am not ever going to be able to exactly. walk exactly. it Exactly. First of all, let's see what happens. I love my apartment.
1: I like the people, very much the people around me. And of course, I was close to you and to your brother and my grandchildren. Um, So it was like heaven. But then, as time went by, I felt even more secure that I wanted to stay here. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, So, what what happened when I remember there was something else that happened where this idea to go back to you didn't want to look at other. I don't mean it this way, but this idea of ref- what reflects back to you is old people. And but something happened to you where you stop seeing the wheelchair in other people. The people that live here, and you have many friends now, uh, and, but you know, and I, people I, were dancing I in forgot wheelchairs. About, you you stop seeing the wheelchairs. Um, and that's metaphorically again. You right. stop seeing the age and you I start...
1: stopped seeing, absolutely. But absolutely, and we were, I, I didn't mind. I didn't even think about, oh, do I look younger? Do I do older? Either I began doing things according to what I could do. Like, well, anyway, all the activities that we have here. And honestly, then looking back, I can't even imagine what I had imagined at the
0: time. I wouldn't change this for anything else. I'm so glad, Mom. I'm also, I, I can tell you as a daughter, um, this decision that you made helped me so much to have yeah. peace of mind, to know, oh, Mom's happy and she's in an environment. Where she's, yeah. I, I, I'm comfortable. I'm identified with this place. So, this move really has a lot to do with your identity. The, the resistance to leaving your past identity. would be like leaving my identity.
1: Yeah, you're precise. That's my, my old evaluation of the situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will lose my identity. Without knowing, I would be creating, adding to my old identity.
0: In other words, growing, other words, growing I, up a little bit because we growing never stop.
1: Yes, growing up. we grow up every day, no matter how long we live. Exactly. So, uh,
0: so anyway, I'm happy here. What? Uh, and what, what can I, we tell? Um, just to wrap it up, and thank you so much. I mean, I could talk to you forever. Just to wrap it up, um, I really enjoyed and appreciate you describing the nature of the resistance and what was going on is there something that you want to say to you know our listeners people like me that are in the selling trenches that Our in the, people that are advising how, us yes advising, advising people advising us what what i mean well, again everybody's different and different things work but what what well everybody's different excuse me alex but everybody likes empathy
1: everybody likes kindness everybody likes truth and everybody likes to be understood. I think
0: that's the main thing. I love you, mom. Thank you so much. I love you, Alex. Thank you. A huge thanks to my mom for coming on the show and sharing her story. Every time we talk, I learn something and I see the world in a new way. Thanks for inspiring me, mom. For you listeners, thank you so much for listening and spending your time with us. You may think about sharing a link to this podcast with daughters that you may be helping on the journey uh, to help mom make a decision or dad. I hope you feel inspired and I hope you'll tune in again next week. And until then, stay heroic.